Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I'm here to recap Tuesday's fun action on the diamond, get you ready for a full day of Wednesday, full day as in starting at 12.35 p.m. Eastern all throughout the day of baseball. So let's get at it. Let's talk about some news notes from Tuesday. The Mariners, they made some noise. They're going to call up top one of their top pitching prospects. They called up a few already this year in Emerson Hancock. It's been a weird year. The the hype's been real. He's shown some great, uh, you know, pedigree. The word people don't like to hear with prospects. Uh, but this season at Double A, a four three two ERA, one hundred seven strikeouts and ninety eight innings pitched. So a twenty six percent K rate's good. Nine point two percent walk rate. Not horrible, but you'd like better. Um, they're expecting like short, maybe opener situations, some bullpen help. He's already hitting uh, some high uh, innings limits. Like he's getting close to last season already. But he's supposed to help uh, maybe give some pitching depth to the Mariners. We'll see how that takes place. He might actually, it depends on where you look, he might be p- pitching on Wednesday as the opener. So keep an eye on that with Emerson Hancock. I am not running to the waiver wire to add him just because h- how deep he'll go into games and the overall success this season. But it'll be fun to see what the kid has in the bigs. Also, Brian Wu, one of the top pitching prospects for the Mariners, he goes to the IL with forearm inflammation. The Mariners aren't super worried about this. They already said they were going to try to limit his innings and kind of rein him back a little bit here before the end of the season, hopefully a playoff uh, situation with Wu. He's kind of struggled of late. He's already um, definitely hit his innings wall, one would think, from previous seasons. So they're going to baby that one to try to get him home to the postseason finish line. The Tigers, they optioned Joey Wentz to AAA and recalled Alex Fido. Fido is supposed to start for the Tigers on Wednesday. We'll have to keep an eye on that situation as he's shown some really good starts and some really not-so-good starts, so we'll see what Alex has up his sleeve. Shane McClanahan, I kind of speculated this on previous shows, is likely done for the season, according to manager Kevin Cash of the Rays. Surgery is on the table, and the Rays are getting another opinion. If you keep track at home, that is the third opinion on the uh, lefty's arm. So we'll wait and see what that take, what takes place there. Obviously, if there's no surgery, he might miss the rest of the season, but he could be ready for next season. If he has surgery, that could be a whole different timeline. So I have to keep an eye on that situation. But another Tampa Bay Ray starting pitcher, Dunzo, for the season. Kevin Kiermaier, the Toronto Blue Jays, goes to the IL with an elbow laceration. Apparently, it was too bad. He has to go on the 10-day IL to let it heal completely before he can come back to join the Jays. Um, Hung Jin Ryu, his x-rays were negative uh, after get, on his knee after getting hit on the knee by a comebacker on Monday. And uh, they're expecting Ryu to make his next start, which is good to see as it looked pretty nasty when it took place, but uh, healing well and should be good to go his next time around. Carlos Santana of the Milwaukee Brewers was scratched from the lineup on Tuesday with an illness. Mark Kana made his first start at first base with the Brewers since he was traded to the team. 
Zach Neto, this just keeps getting worse. This is why we talk about back injuries. You can just never tell. They're lingering bad situations. They did more testing on Neto's back and revealed more inflammation. So it's even worse, and he'll be out for several weeks. The Angels are hoping to have Neto back for some time at the end of the season. That is definitely up in the air to see how he reacts to treatment and just regular rest to heal the back. Tyler O'Neill, the St. Louis Cardinals, was scratched from Tuesday's lineup with left knee tightness. He's day-to-day. The Cardinals don't seem overly worried about O'Neill's situation. Brendan Rodgers was scratched on Tuesday with a hamstring injury for the Rockies. They just got Rodgers back about a week ago for his first games of the season, and he's already out with a hamstring injury, so monitor that one if you are rostering Rodgers. The Red Sox, they designated Yu Cheng for assignment as they continue to shuffle around their infield. They already they, um, sent Christian Royal. DFA earlier this week. Pablo Reyes is expected to be the full-time shortstop for now, and they'll keep moving people around. Like Trevor Stories obviously came back on Tuesday, so Chang kind of makes room there for Story to play second base every day. But uh, Story can also play shortstop. Reyes can play second base. Lots of moving parts there in the middle infield for the Boston Red Sox. Zach Granke, he's placed on the I.L. with a right posterior elbow soreness. Um, it's been a rough go. He had a shoulder deal a couple like weeks ago. I uh, made his recent start, got pulled early, and now he has right posterior elbow soreness. Sadly, might be getting towards the end for one of the more entertaining and talented pitchers we've seen uh, over the last almost 15, 20 years now. Granky's been around for a long time. So uh, uh, maybe we'll get one more start, two more starts out, out of him to finish out the season. But for now, on the IL with right posterior elbow soreness. J.D. Martinez was scratched from Tuesday's game with his lingering hamstring injury. It's one of those where you think as the Dodgers, maybe it's time just to IL him and let it heal completely so he's good to go for the postseason. But they keep saying, oh, it's not too bad, and he comes back for a game or two. Now he goes back to you know taking a day off. Weird situation for J.D. Martinez. A little scare for Ronald Acuna managers everywhere. He left Tuesday's game after he hit it on the elbow with a pitch. Uh, it was weird. I watched it, and he's got that elbow pad, so I thought he'd be okay, but it must have missed like underneath the flap and hit him in the elbow. X-rays were negative. He's day-to-day, hopefully another big avoid for Ronald Acuna managers everywhere. Ramon Urias of the Baltimore Orioles left Tuesday's game with a heel injury. He is day-to-day. There's Monte Grandal left Tuesday's game with a knee injury for the Chicago White Sox. Left knee soreness, they're saying. He's day-to-day as well. But that's been a lingering thing for Grandal for a couple of years now, so keep an eye on that situation. Shocker, A.J. Pollock leaves Tuesday's game with left side discomfort. Who would have thought A.J. Pollock would get hurt again with a new team even? So go get go get him, Giants. Go get him. Last but not least, Cedric Mullins played in another rehab game on Tuesday, and the Orioles are saying he's very, very close to returning. Could be on Wednesday. Could be later this week. But I'd imagine he's back by the weekend for sure. So keep an eye on Cedric Mullins if you are Cedric Mullins' fantasy manager and get ready to enjoy the benefits of having him back in your lineups. Underdog fantasy, everybody. Do you like making money, making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try underdog fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. An underdog's picking game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Looking at some of the overnight lines on underdog, they don't have a ton out yet. So that's kind of a bummer. But a few that stand out here, Johnny Cueto over three earned runs as he goes into Great American Small Park, and that should not bode well for Mr. Cueto. Max Freed f- over five strikeouts against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates strike out quite a bit versus left-handed pitching. Freed looked great in his first outing. The only caveat that makes this difficult, 
72 pitches in his first start. You're hoping for 80 to 85. If you can get to that 80 to 85, I'd imagine five strikeouts is definitely in line for Mr. Freed. I love the Braves period in that game. You got Ozzy Albies over eight and a half fantasy points going up against Quinn Priester. Big fan of that. And then Patrick Wisdom facing a lefty and David Peterson. Give me over half total bases. Wouldn't be shocked if Mr. Patrick Wisdom finds the cheap seats against Peterson. That's Underdog Fantasy, folks. UnderdogFantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList, all one word, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Remember, remember, you must be 18 or over and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates, 19 or over in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 and over in Massachusetts and Arizona. Terms do apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. So look at some hitting highlights from Tuesday. Nolan Jones, if you follow me on Twitter and you follow the boys, we love some Nolan Jones. He continues to produce for the Colorado Rockies. Jones, two for four with two home runs, two runs scored, and three RBIs against the Brewers. Jones is now hitting 280 with 11 home runs and seven stolen bases on the season. It's one of those things a lot of us drafted him in draft and hold formats, best ball formats, and we're just waiting for the Rockies to call him up. They finally did, and he has not disappointed. It's just always the Rockies going to Rocky type thing. He should have been up from day one, and I'm, the first time they called him, they didn't even play him for a week. and He sent him back to the minor leagues. So, yeah, Rockies going to Rockies, folks, but Nolan Jones has been awesome. Definitely worth an ad. First base outfit eligibility in most formats if he's still available in your leagues. Drew, Rod- Drew Waters of the Kansas City Royals. The Royals have been like sneaky good offensively. They put up another nine spot on Tuesday. Um, other players like Mike Massey, Michael Garcia, Bobby Witt's been amazing. Uh, MJ Melinda's even went deep. The, the Royals have been sneaky good. On Tuesday, Drew Waters three for five with a home run, two runs scored, two RBIs, and a stolen base. It's a nice little combo meal for Mr. Waters. Uh, since August 1st, Waters hitting 273 with three home runs, five runs scored, seven RBIs, and two stolen bases. He was kind of hyped up in spring training, then an injury derailed his start to the season, sent him to the minor leagues. He's starting to get regular playing times with the Royals. So keep an eye on Drew Waters, especially in deeper formats. Andrew Monasterio of the Milwaukee Brewers, another deep format. Look here. He went three for four with a homer, a run scored, an RBI, and a stolen base combo meal from Monasterio. He now has two home runs on the season. And since the All-Star break, Monasterio's hitting 291 with a home run, 13 runs scored, seven RBIs, and two stolen bases. He usually hits fifth or sixth in the Brewers lineup. The Brewers lineup that's producing much better than it was earlier in the season. He's got some nice positional flexibility, primarily playing third base, but uh, a lot to like there in deeper formats with Andrew Monasterio. Make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box article on PitcherList.com for more details on the day's top hitters. Some starting pitching highlights from Tuesday. Clark Schmidt, five and a third innings pitched, one earn, four hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. He had nine whiffs and a 32% CSW against the lowly Chicago White Sox. I've been a big Clark Schmidt fan all season. The issue with Schmidt's off and on strikeout production got it done for you on Tuesday. And that gives Clark Schmidt 15 straight starts with three earned runs or less. That's pretty effective, folks. Like if he were to consistently get strikeouts, he'd be talked about a lot more in baseball as a, one of the top in fantasy pitchers. So just the strikeouts kind of keep him down a bit. But overall, very productive stuff from Clark Schmidt. Jamison Tyon continues to get it done. I was laughed at when I was kind of like getting aggressive on him about two, three weeks ago on the fab wire, thinking like, okay, maybe he figured something out. Tyon, seven innings, two earned, three hits, no walks, seven strikeouts on Tuesday night. He had 12 whiffs and a 30% CSW. Tyon's also a kind of a strikeout guy. He's more of a, a strikeout issue guy. He's more of a, I go deep into games, ratios, 
occasionally get you strikeouts, and, and it shows over his last six starts, Tyon's gone 37 and a third innings pitch. That's over six innings per start. Nine earned runs, 30 strikeouts. The strikeouts are still kind of an issue with Tyon, but he's going, he's getting you innings. He's getting you good ratios. He's been productive, and he's also playing on the Cubs, one of the hottest teams in all of baseball that'll give you chances for wins. Brady Singer continues to do his thing similar to Tyon. Strikeouts are an up-and-down thing with, with Singer, but the ratios have been outstanding. Singer went six and two-third innings on Tuesday. Three earned, five hits, two walks, uh, and four strikeouts for Singer. He had seven whiffs and a 25% CSW. Over Singer's last four starts, 25 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's allowed seven earned runs and struck out 27. And he's been quite effective for the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock. Read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Some relief pitching highlights from Tuesday. Dominic Leone picked up his first save of the season as Mr. Carlos Estevez got the night off after some issues on Monday night, just blowing another save for the Angels. Felix Bautista, talking about blown saves, blew a big one against the Houston Astros. Uh, Jordan Alvarez almost went deep to, to tie it up. Instead, he gets on base. Kyle Tucker goes deep. And uh, I believe it was a grand slam, actually, to give the Astros a lead in the lone save for Bautista, which led to Ryan Presley's 27th save of the season. Kyle Finnegan also picked up his 18th save of the year. Pete Fairbanks, his 15th save of the year. David Robertson, his 16th save of the year. Marcella Iglesias, 21st. Adbert Alzale continues to be outstanding, picking up his 15th save of the year. Emmanuel Classe, number 30 for the Guardians. Evan Phillips picked up 15 for the Dodgers. And then Andres Munoz is just rolling in the Paul Sewell role in Seattle, picking up his sixth save of the year. I believe that's his fourth save since the trade, maybe his fifth even. Andres Munoz has been very, very effective in the back end of that Mariners bullpen. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com for more information about all things relief pitching. All right, before we take a look at Wednesday's action on the diamond, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, talking Wednesday action here. You got some day baseball, you got like a three-game early slate, a three-game midday slate, and then a nine-game main slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. The bats I'm looking at, there's tons of bats. Pitching is not great in the evening. Atlanta versus Quinn Priester, obviously keep going. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. I like Boston versus Jordan Lyles. I love the Cubbies versus uh, David Peterson. And then you got a, there's, there's many ways to go on this slate. You can get kind of cute with a couple spots, like the White Sox versus Severino because he's so bad. Uh, you can go with the with the uh, the Royals versus Pavetta if you're feeling frisky. Those are all in play. When you're looking at pitching, though, Shohei Otani versus the Giants, as long as he stays healthy, doesn't cramp up or something, he should slice and dice the Giants. I love me some Max Freed. I kind of mentioned it in the underdog segment. It's risky because you're hoping for 80, 85 pitches. 
It's got to be effective. This Pittsburgh offense is not good, especially versus left-handed pitching over the last month. So take advantage of that with Max Freed. Your top pitcher probably on the slate price-wise is you, Darvish. I know it's been a, a rocky season for Darvish, but over like his last five starts or so, been very, very good. Um, one bad start out of the whole bunch. Everything else has been phenomenal. Goes up against the Seattle team, 28% K rate versus righties over the last month. Not hitting great, period. Darvish should have his way, especially in the strikeout department, which is what we're looking for in, in DFS. So enjoy that with you, Darvish. And then if you're not going with KC Bats, Pavetta's in play once again. Some things I'm looking forward to on Wednesday, Shohei Otani bouncing back. I, I, as a Giants fan, I still want to see Shohei just deal. I want to see him just be the guy, the best, do it. So looking forward to Shohei in that one. Uh, Max Freed, I'm a huge Max Freed fan. Loved what we saw in the first start back. Looking forward to seeing how he does in Act 2 as he takes on the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then a good little matchup between teams, you know, playoff contenders, the Astros and the Orioles. Yet Christian Javier, who's been scuffling but showing kind of signs of life, maybe, against Jack Flaherty, making his second start with the O's. Pitch mix change in the first start looked electric. Let's see how he does against the Houston Astros. That'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Before we head on out, Make sure y'all check out PitcherList.com. You obviously are if you're listening to the show. But check out the free content, the free podcast, and much, much more. And then go to PL Plus and PL Pro. Join the crew. You won't regret it. Gets you into the Discord. Gets you even more content and the latest breaking news and, and stuff and greatness from PitcherList.com. So PL Plus, PL Pro, go check it out. That'll do it, folks. Another episode in the books. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Wednesday's action on the diamond and get you ready for Thursday. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast Wednesday. August 9th edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.